Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who change their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Today, I have a very special guest with me. It's Ashley. She is a mindset and business mentor on a mission to help ambitious women with big hearts and even bigger dreams. Hello, Ashley. I'm so excited to have you on my show. And I would like to ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Ivan. I'm so excited for today. I know the topic we're going to talk about is so juicy and yeah, so just a little bit about myself. Obviously, you, you said it so beautifully. I'm a mindset and business mentor who helps women have, you know, with their big dreams and, you know, with their big hearts. We all have this mission that we started our business for. And I just really love to help women achieve those goals, achieve the vision they have for their life. I feel like so many women are afraid to want what they want. And mm -hmm. a lot of the work I do, obviously I work with a lot of female entrepreneurs, but a lot of the work I do is making sure that your mindset and you know your ego and the action you're taking, the action you're taking is all on board with the kind of with the kind of success you want. I love that. I love that. You know that I share my passion and love for mindset work. I think we are on the same wave. We are doing almost the same thing. And I'm almost gonna, like, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that. But before we continue, I would like to hear, Slay, what did inspire you? What sparked the first step to leave your nine to five and to start your business in 2020? So the funny thing is I kind of always knew that I was going to have my own business. I just didn't know what it was going to be. You know, I wasn't one of those kids when someone asked you, what are you going to be when you grow up? I knew. I, I mean, I, I wasn't one of those kids who, if someone said, do you know what you're going to be like? I knew. I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what this business was going to be. And only when I came back from working overseas for three years, did I really find my passion for nutrition mm -hmm. and for a more holistic lifestyle, which I think is where mindset sort of, it starts sort of spark that. So the reason I found my passion in nutrition is because I had very bad debilitating anxiety that I had experienced for nine years um, and it was that kind of anxiety that just you wake up in the morning with it and you go to bed with it and it never leaves your side and it was continuous and it was this it was a really I'd say the awakening for me this you know to be more self-aware to be more conscious of the life I was actually creating and living and how I was treating myself and how I was looking after myself and one of the things that really sparked this nutrition side was when I was working overseas I was working on the super yachts, um, you know, obviously was, as a stewardess, it's late nights, it's long hours, it's a very busy environment, but probably not suited for someone who had anxiety. But anyway, it was an amazing experience. And um, one of the, the boss that I was working for, the chief stew, she was obviously my head of, you know, above me, and she gave me a documentary called Food Matters. And I'm sure some people in the audience might know the documentary, but it's by a beautiful couple in Australia called James and Laurentine. 
And they had done this documentary of how people um, can heal certain ailments and health illnesses by using food. And in that moment, I had my breakthrough and I was like, well, if people can use food to heal diabetes and cancer and, and heart diseases, why can't I use it to heal my anxiety? And then this whole health and wellness sort of idea sparked and I really started to look after myself, eat better, stop drinking so much alcohol. I still now I don't even drink, but I mean, that's our own choice. But um, yeah, so it's like I made all these changes and my life just got so much better. And not only health wise, but with relationships and the way I was um, experiencing life and also my relationship with myself. So when I got back from overseas, um, I actually joined a health and wellness company because I wasn't still wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do in terms of having my own business. And after being there for a few years, I had obviously now got rid of my anxiety. I hadn't had it for a few years. And I just really knew that I wanted to help women with their own health and specifically with their own anxieties. When I started my business back in 2020, I was an anxiety coach helping women with their mindset around anxiety, with their nutrition, and also including some self-care practices. But what ultimately happened is that because I didn't have it anymore, I had was obviously running this business for a year, and I just felt like I couldn't resonate with my clients anymore. And I just, it didn't spark as much joy in me as it did when I started my business. But mm-hmm. something that really did was the whole mindset side of business, of mindset of your life kind of thing. Because when I started my business, obviously I, I, I signed up and I had a business coach and we I learned all the strategy. Um, so obviously for my you know anxiety coaching business, I was learning all the strategy and it was great. But when I started working with a mindset coach, that's when things really took off in my business. And because I had already known about mindset with health and sort of that, I was like, well, you can definitely apply mindset to business. I'm working with a coach who's helping me do this. This is what I want to do. This is what sparks, you know, lights me up. This is what gets you know, me excited every morning. So I shifted after about a year and a bit of being an anxiety coach to now helping mindset and female entrepreneurs with their mindset so that they can grow their business. Mm, This is an exciting journey. I think this is what most of the people fear, speaking of anxiety, that when they start their business and it always depends uh, like how people see it, where does starting a business start, Right. And so many people here all the time when I sit in calls, they will be like, yeah, but I don't know exactly what, so I can't start. I don't know, um, you know, what's exactly going to be, but I have an idea. It's going to be a direction, but no, I'm not ready yet, right? So guys, listen, this is an amazing example. Ashley is telling that you can definitely start something and that this start is defined, at least from my side, as a decision to become a business owner and the work that you put in later after that, where you where we actually look at it, okay, what's going to be exactly and how we're going to market that, etc. This is already business. This is already work part of the business work, I would say, right? So you can see clearly that you can even change your mind after a year and it just works perfectly fine. And this is what you need and in alignment with your needs and your values and I remember actually when we spoke earlier, you mentioned that you burned your business to the ground, that you, your first business, right? Like the way you've been running your business and things were just not going as they were expected to go. Would you like to elaborate a little bit on that and take us a little bit deeper into this? Um, yeah, I think exciting situation. 
Yeah, absolutely. So just to, before I get into that, just to, you know, talk about your point on the clarity and a lot of people not starting because they feel like, I don't know what to do. Or the thing is, sometimes we need to take action to get clarity. And other times we need to have the clarity to take action. But it's all dependent on the situation. And a lot mm-hmm. of people will use the lack of clarity as a, as a way to stop themselves from starting a business because they're afraid of what's going to happen or what if they fail, what if it's not successful. So in that case, obviously, you, if you're a listener listening to this right now, I want you to ask yourself, well, am I not starting my business because I'm using it as a block, like a sabotage so I don't actually start anything? Or is it just that I actually need to take action and commit to that action so I can get clarity? And not always using clarity, lack of clarity as an excuse. Because, yeah, so that's just something I wanted to move into. But yes, so what happens? So obviously, my business journey has, you know, it's taken, it's, it's, it's had its own path. And when I then decided to become a mindset coach for female entrepreneurs, obviously now being a mindset coach, you fall into this idea that the only reason your business isn't working is because of your mindset. What happened is that now, obviously. With this business and being a mindset coach, there was I felt like I'd put a lot of pressure on myself to have everything figured out first before I could sign clients and make money, which is so ironic because you need to sign on clients and you know make money to you don't you know you don't need that to have everything figured out. If everything was figured out, you would be signing on clients and making money. Yeah, so, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot that was going on and it was obviously being new in business. You question yourself a lot. You doubt yourself a lot. Yes. And truthfully, I wasn't giving anything I was doing in my business enough time to work before I decided it wasn't working and I'd immediately pull the plug on it and make what I was doing wrong. And this was a pattern that went on and on and on, especially very evident in the offers I was selling. I would sell an offer for about a week, not have anyone buy, just tell myself I'm getting it wrong or that nobody wants my offer. And then I'd be like, okay, well, what do I, what else does someone want or what do I want to do next? And I create a brand new offer. And you know, there's wow. a lot of time that, yeah. Wow, that's, <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. That's time consuming. And I think creating a brand new offer on a weekly base, I mean, probably we are over generating now a little bit, but even creating two new offers a year is insane, right? Up to the moment where you sell it. So I can imagine it must have been exhausting and also like very, very stressful. And I don't know, you must have felt pressure day in, day out. Absolutely, because I felt like my business wasn't working and Mm -hmm. it was my fault that it wasn't working. But the truth of the matter is that I was making it not work because of the way I was seeing my business, the way I was feeling about my business. And I knew, and I came to that breaking point where you said where I burned my business to the ground. Yes, I did. Technically, obviously, figuratively, I burned it to the ground. But I literally said, none of this. You need to stop trying all the different strategies. You need to stop telling yourself what you're doing is wrong. You need to really commit your business, commit to seeing things through if you if you don't offer, see it till the end. Don't decide a weekend that no one wants to buy and then block it and then cause a whole nother month where you're doing new sales page and new this. It was it took a lot of power and courage to to decide, fine, I'm done now. Like I've got to burn everything to the ground. Let me start from scratch. And a part of that looked like starting a brand new Instagram account, which I had mm-hmm. obviously I'd grown an established following over three to five years of all the different things, the niches that I had moved through my business. And when I built my business to the ground, yes, they obviously, it was more of like a shedding energetically of all these beliefs I was holding on to and all these like limiting ways I was showing up in my business. 
But part of that was also the action I was taking and I needed to take some different action. And one of those was actually creating a new Instagram account, which was terrifying. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can so relate to this. I chose to do this. When was that? It was 2022 uh, in the end of the year. But I still kept my old one. <laughs> I did not go let go entirely all the way till this year, somewhere February, March, when I started traveling. I was like, okay, gotta let go of this. My reason was different, a different one because um, one of my programs that I include it includes also some social media work. So I wanted to try and to prove myself that growing an Instagram account can be fun. Because this is what I, I don't know, work needs to be fun. If we spend day in, day out in those offices, you know, sometimes when people start businesses, they work on weekends, they work after their nine to five. So this work needs to be fun. And I was, you know, trying things and wanted to prove myself that um, growing an Instagram and the audience is fun. So that's why I started. But I can't so relate to this. That was so scary to just let go of everything you had and be like, okay, I'm starting from scratch. What yeah. did this do to you? Like, how did you get out of this? What, because you said before you, you had this, this business didn't, the way you were running your business didn't feel well. So what did you feel there? And how did it feel afterwards, after this brand new start? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So it just, you know, when you wake up every day and your business feels heavy and it's, you're not getting enjoyment out of the things you're doing, you're trying to sell offers that no one is buying, you're feeling frustrated, you're disappointed. I mean, I like remember, you know, obviously you, you're crying some most days, well, actually not most days, but there were a few days when I was like, really like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be in business at all because if it's this hard, but this, if this is what mm -hmm. I meant to do and it's this hard, then why am I struggling so much? So I think that's how I felt before. And that's when I hit the look, you know, you want a business. You've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and you love coaching. So I looked for like the things I really enjoyed in my business and then decided, okay, I know that I still want to do this. And I think that obviously a lot of people come to that point where they're like, is this still what I want to do? Is there something else? And I said, no, this is still what I want to do. But obviously the way I'm doing business just isn't working for me. So I decided obviously with that new Instagram account and stepping into, you know, having a new business, it was really, it's so hard to explain in terms of like what actually happened because it was on such a energetic level that things shifted because letting go of that account felt like a, a big energetic release. It felt, it felt mm -hmm. like I cut all those limiting beliefs, all that doubt, all that energy that had been sitting there while I was trying to grow that account. And now it was like this fresh, like this, I could be who I wanted. I could do business the way I wanted. Um, I could, you know, it was just almost this like completely new, like liberating feeling, but of course, scary because now the reality is that potentially you're not going to sign a client in a few months because my main source of where a lot of my clients were coming was Instagram, but that wasn't the case at all. And I think it was because of my energy that literally within two weeks, I signed a, a new private client and then I continued to have sales from there, even still with the tiniest following in a brand new Instagram account. And I think it was because I chose to see my business as not like new again, but as it was just redone. You obviously were like re-sparked, but that's not the right okay, word. Okay, reset? <laughs> like a reset. And it was me just showing up and being like, cool, I know I really want this business. I want to do this. I'm going to do that. Yes, of course, there were still moments of like doubt and maybe like, oh, was this a bad decision? There mm -hmm. were definitely those moments, but I chose to to tell myself that what I was doing was working. And that's where a lot of the mindset comes in as well. You know, tell myself what I'm doing is working, give what I'm doing enough time, 
really just allowed myself to have that space to do things differently. Mm -hmm. To give it peace and to give it some space to involve and to maybe also let go of it every now and then and to come back to it yeah I had to learn it the hard way I was in the business for five years uh, then out with a, with a burnout yeah I, I love that and when you mentioned that this release this on this release on a very high energetic level you just took me through a journey that I was not aware of and I was listening to you and I was like oh my god this is so right when I was letting go of my old account of course I was looking back at those pictures and it was quite in the beginning of my business journey where there was so much anxiety you know and insecurity and so much discomfort and I was there looking at those posts and literally feeling how I felt that moment hitting that post button and I was probably unconsciously happy that I could let go of this. I love that story, Ashley. This is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Also, also, you look back at that old account and, and it just doesn't resonate with you any, anymore. Mm -hmm. Even looking at the content I was creating and I was like, this content, I've seen how much I've grown from that account as well because I still have it, but obviously I don't use it. I The reason I kept it was to like look back at like content that I could maybe repurpose for my new account. And I scrolled back and I was like, I wouldn't use this content. I was like, yeah, it just doesn't feel like me anymore. It didn't resonate. And a lot of what I was saying, I could see now why. The thing is, unconsciously, if you are holding on to things or you're in a, like a weird space in your business, the way you show up and the content you create is bringing that forth, even if you don't realize. So that's why they always say it's so important to not ignore doing the inner work because you're bringing the, what's going on with you through your content. And obviously, you know, mm -hmm. people say it's fine to be vulnerable and be relatable and things like that. That's something that like some people in the online space promote. But, um, you know, if it's something that you, you're trying to like share, tell people to grow their audience confident with confidence, and yet you not don't feel confidence in your business, the content you create and the wording you use is so it definitely going to show up in that way, um, even though you're not conscious of it. So that for me was also interesting to look back and see, okay, I can see all the things that, I was feeling and it's now being it was actually being shown in my content mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get that yeah so we are not even conscious of it nor is the person reading it most likely but our subconscious mind definitely knows that there is something off and I think this is the most valuable part if you can tackle that in your business that you transfer the energy you want to transfer to the people I think there is nothing or not a lot that can potentially stop you from succeeding and therefore yeah some things need to to go some things need to be newly learned or relearned or a reset even needed sometimes right mm -hmm. yeah Absolutely. you mentioned earlier that um you have a very unique perspective on a topic that i would like to discuss and you mentioned that you don't need to be entirely fixed to make money. What do you mean by that? Would you like to elaborate? Yes, I'd love to. So I know I uh, spoke about this a little bit earlier, and I just briefly mentioned that we'd be getting into because I knew this was topic was coming up, is that um, there is a flip side to doing mindset work that not a lot of people are aware of. And it's almost, I'm going to call it the negative side of the mindset work, because a lot of the times what happens is, when we start working on our mindset, we then fall into this belief that 
if something isn't working, it's because there's something we still need to go fix and we need mm-hmm. to go look for something now. And that happened a lot when I was a mindset coach, when I obviously first transitioned into being a mindset coach. If, if I didn't make a sale or if someone said no, I was like, what's the limiting belief I've got? What am I holding on to? What I need to go fix? And what happens is that it, you fall into this pattern of constantly telling yourself you're not fixed and nothing is going to work until you fix every single limiting belief or every traumatic situation or every past failure that you're still holding on to. And what happens is that you then build this belief that you're technically broken or you need to be fixed in order to make money or to work with, you know, to sign on more clients. And when it doesn't happen, you immediately make yourself wrong. And you're like, it's me. It's always me. Like, I've got to go and find this and, and I need to go sort this out. So that's the negative side of doing the mindset work. It's like mindset work is so, so powerful. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I, you know, it's what I do. It's what I help women with. But when you become obsessed with doing it because you're convincing yourself that only when everything is right in your mindset and with the things that you've experienced, then you can only be successful. That's when you basically getting yourself stuck into a trap, into a hole of never moving forward because you're constantly telling yourself, I can't move until I fix this. I can't move until I fix that. So it's like one step forward, two steps back kind of experience. So how this obviously relates to, you know, your question about you don't need to be fixed in order to make money is that the only reason, well, let me put this to to you in this way. Sitting here right now, you have limiting beliefs about money, but you also have beliefs that are empowering around money. It's the thought you choose to focus on that determines whether you make money or not. So you basically sitting here, you have all these conflicting beliefs about the same thing. I have this belief that money doesn't grow in trees because something that my dad used to tell me, but I also believe that money loves me. So it's the cho- it's the belief I choose to focus on and think about that will determine whether I make money or not. And that's where the whole thing is, is about you don't need to go and fix that belief. It's just, are you focusing on it? Are you activating that belief? Are you making it your truth? Are you telling yourself that belief over and over? Because that is the experience you're going to have. So that's why I think that obviously it's this like, it's such a, I'm going to say it's almost when I stumbled upon this realization, it was like this breakthrough and it was like, you know what? I can still have a limiting belief about money, but if I choose not to focus on it or not think about it, and I choose to focus on what I do want to have with money and how I want to attract it, I'm going to attract money because this is how I feel about money. This is what I truly believe. This is what's present and really ingrained around money rather than the other money doesn't grow on trees, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love this view. I truly love that. And I approach it slightly differently during my work where people then would ask me, um, but how are we going to do the mindset work? And I always say, we're going to do the mindset work around the things that pop up during our work, because I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with you right now, nor are we going to look for it. Do you agree with that? Right? Because if you get conscious of that, because once you start an entrepreneurial journey, once you start your own business, you will quickly realize how much there is that, you know, is bothering. I don't really want to say that needs to be fixed, but certain things will bother you and you will start wondering like, my gosh, why do I start sweating before I have to go on this call? And why is my, I don't know, my stomach, you know, turning, like making a knot within uh, itself. And I always approach these things only when they happen, rather than saying like, oh, it's going to be like this. And you're going to do this because then you, as you say, instantly set the thought in the brain and being like, you have a problem. 
And the reality is, at least what I think, like we all have them. I've seen a story now from an entrepreneur. He is successful since 15 years in her coaching business. And it looked like everything is fine. She was making money. She was in Dubai, established, big. Yeah. And then she went on a sabbatical. She shut down. And now she's going out with that she was missing the feminine and the spiritual side in her business. So just give you an example. So everything is possible. Like you can be not spiritual. You can be, you know, not aligned. You can be whatever and still do business. I think the difference is that it might feel slightly harder if these things are missing. But I also think that they can be, let's use the word, they can be fixed as you go. You don't need to go on a fixing journey for years in order to start a business. Is this what you're saying? Yes. Yes, absolutely. You don't need to tell yourself that you have to fix every single thing before you can make money or before you can be successful. Because the truthfully, even though her business might have felt unaligned, the reason she still made money was very successful is because her beliefs around money and being successful were solid. Mm-hmm. So yes, things might not have felt aligned. It might have felt really ha- a lot harder for her in her business, but she still made money and still was successful because she believed those things were possible for her. Um, and that's the thing. It's like she didn't believe oh, I'll have to fix my unaligned business because then only can I make money. You know, that wasn't most probably wasn't even apparent to her until she was way in her business journey and then realized things don't feel so great here, but I'm still mm-hmm. making money and I'm still successful. So like maybe it is working kind of thing. Maybe it's not unaligned. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing and take. But yeah, it's absolutely it's like you don't have to go and search for every last little thing in order to feel like you can make money or be successful because you can be successful now. You can make money now, regardless of what your beliefs are. But if you're struggling to be successful, you're struggling to make money right now, then that's when you need to do the mindset work. Because like you said, things will come up. So you'll notice it doesn't have to be like you have to go find it first to make it. It's like, no, you want to do something. And now you're noticing that there's these feelings coming up around what you want to achieve or the kind of money you want to make. Or there's a story you're telling yourself about you feel really uncomfortable when you start to receive money from clients. And it's like, okay, I need to go do work around this because I know I want to make more money, but all of a sudden when someone pays me, I feel really guilty or shame around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or, or the, the, the sudden big responsibility to take uh, control and responsibility of everything your clients do, for example. This can get really, really uh, tricky eventually. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, w- I also say like, if it comes, it comes because let's stick with the money issue. It comes with some people have that uh, instantly, when they start selling their first offer with others, it only appears when they make their first thousands, right? So you can't really um, say like it's going to come on that point or that point. And then why even pointing it out? Let's, you know, let's leave the devil <laughs> where he is. And yeah. when it comes then have a, like, at least to have the awareness that if something comes up that is uncomfortable to, speak about it and to be aware of it and you just openly put it on the table and be like okay this is going on is that okay can we do something about it because this was something that i was hiding for five years long and that's why i burned out you can imagine how hard that was right so there was a lot there was way too much back then but yeah i i truly thank you for this insight and this different point of view that many people don't share and I think it's very valuable. Thank you, Ashley. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's a really interesting 
Yeah, really interesting concept of mindset work. So I'm glad we got to discuss this and hopefully share more insight with your audience. Oh, yes. I think we could go on with this forever, I believe. We might even be considering sitting in next time together to record some more on that. And I would like to round up this conversation for today, Ashley. And I would like to ask you, um, what do people misunderstand the most about you? Do you know how long I sat with this question for? Because obviously I saw that you sent it through and, you know, a few weeks ago and then I looked at it again today and I was like, this is a really interesting question, but also something that took me a while to, to think about. Um, and the answer that came through after I thought about was that I think that what a lot of people misunderstand is when I say no to something, I'm not doing it to be rude or hurtful. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for a boundary. And Unfortunately, when I'm the people I'm usually saying no to, the people who lack boundaries or who do things because they don't, they want to make sure that everyone they please everyone. And I learned a long time, especially with my anxiety, the the very 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 like obvious lesson there was that I needed to put myself first, and it sounded so selfish, but I couldn't heal my anxiety unless I actually chose to to take care of myself, and that meant prioritizing me. And that was the first time I'd actually shifted into that space because prior to that I was definitely a people pleaser but that was one of the biggest lessons I got from that is that you need to look after yourself and I think what people don't like you know when I say no it's because I'm choosing me instead and I think a lot of people misunderstand that when I say no it's something it's not because I don't want to spend time with you it's not because I don't love you it's just in that moment I'm choosing something that's going to serve me better so mm-hmm. yeah that's what came through so I was mm-hmm. like I get that. Yeah. This is when we when we have expectations and then if we hear a no, we feel uh personally offended or rejected, right? Where if we would just maybe dive a little bit or even ask, you know, into the other person's world, it's like, all right, may I ask you why not? Then you probably would say, like, oh, I'm not feeling well. I just would like to take time for myself. Which can also be misunderstood. But anyway, I get you. I definitely get you. <laughs> All right, where can we find you? How to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at it's Ashley Camilla. And then you can also check out my website, which is ashleycamilla.com. All right. I will put it all in the show notes. So people can just easily go click there, find you and connect with you. And I wanted to say thank you so much for this insight. Thank, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript, editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edits.